Welcome to Colney Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome. Hope you're doing well. You're listening to the Colney Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, with another bite-sized show for you here today. It's the Europa League, Arsenal and FC Zurich. The midweek games begin. But before we get on the show, I'd like to say rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. It is a historic moment, I'm sure, for people in the United Kingdom and all over the world. We do feel this loss. It is quite um, a big effect. We share that same sense of loss because it's, it is a monarch that has passed away and that transition and the severity of that is, it is quite um, significant. And we do take time to remember that. And also here in the United States, in remembrance of uh, 9-11, we will never forget. Also here in the United States, in remembrance of 9-11, we will never forget the innocent, innocent lives lost, including the emergency responders and so many others involved. As a country, we will just continue to commemorate to all those that were lost in this strategy, tragedy and affected. May the souls of the departed rest in peace. So about the game... 2-1 win over FC Zurich. It's unfortunate we couldn't score more to make it a bit more comfortable. If you are like me, anticipating to see Vieira shine more in the game, you know, it was more of flashes instead. Sometimes a bit not present, but he did, he did show that he was keen to get on the ball, which was good to see, and we'll probably see many more of that. But then there could be other reasons why the game wasn't finished off early in the first half. But I'll stick with a more reasonable one, at least for myself, which is FC Zurich were more organized against us. They did play in a very controlled formation. It just didn't seem like they were intimidated. I think this notion of teams that could be a walkover or might not be as... Uh, I would might not be as may not be me now, but it's a misconception that continues to uh, grow. But the uh, I think the excitement about Europa League, uh, it's it's really about the upsets, the teams that we've never heard about, the teams that we think that they will just come and will be smashed up with six or four goals, or you know like a heavy dominant you know team playing against a, a no name team, so to speak. It's not like that anymore. These teams they are competing. The levels of competition is has grown because these players are playing just as good. So in that same thought, I think FC Zurich played a, a strong game. Arsenal team to try to make a lot of things happen without passes in the middle, but we gave Zurich some encouragement to allow them to counter, which did happen a lot of times. It, it did cause us to break and try to retreat and, and create some more control in the back. We were sloppy in possessions at times, you know, lost the ball and had to keep making those transitions. But we, we did get lucky because FC Zurich's finishes were non-existent. I'll be honest with that. If you, if you go back and see the highlights, the shots in the first half at least, were not really impressive. Arsenal in the first half, they tried to keep strings of passes in Zurich's first half of the field, which was good. The passing rhythm could have been better, but it, it grew on a little bit more. We kept, we were dominant. We had a lot of possession in the game. Not if you've heard that before, because it's what we typically do. And we use that to develop 
more of our plan and imposing ourselves in the game, but we didn't really execute. We didn't really do a lot of that. There were great passes that happened, but because of these other sloppy moments, it did break off a lot of those flows and didn't really keep us as fluid as we wanted to, especially in the boxes. Now, that is not a good problem. And I, I, I think that it's something I'm hoping when they're training, they continue to work on that and improve. Yes, this is the bench squad coming in to play the first competition game. So we should ex we should see some rust. There are some players who just can't really perform at their high level, just coming off the bench and just getting to play, a, you know, a, a competition game. But they do train. They all train just the same. We all know it's not as you train and the way you play your training does equally as, you know, a live competition. But at least you try to get that familiarity or get yourself really game sharp for, for the for the match. So that's how I see it. Um, I think you can say this is an organic progression to continue imposing ourselves in their boxes, staying in sync with our one-two touches to score or finish things off. This is more so for uh, a hope that we are seeing that happen in the next game and seeing these chances taken, seeing this aggressive nature of finishing and clearing and being ruthless in front of goal, making sure that we can make quick and precise decisions when we're trying to execute to score. We just have to be clinical. That's it. I mean, we did well in transition when, when we did lose the ball, a lot of that in the game. And I will speak more on that with regards to my candidates. So I have my top three and one candidates. I'll start with Jaka. He was a captain of the team. He showed up really well in the game. You know, Jacques intercepted a lot of our passes to create our transition plays. He controlled the game. He controlled the team, rather, helped maintain our structure and had everyone stay alert in different positions that we were. And that was really good to have in his presence, you know, on the field in different times to keep us in the game. He played really well. He did lead presses from the front. That was so surprising to see. I, I just would see him in the box. He's a box to box guy anyway. But pressing from the front that was a shock but i liked seeing that kind of giving the, the team that encouragement to move with him as well they do that anyways he had a lot of great rotations in the midfield he got back quick to cover open spaces in the box and these passes that he was making just helped control the tempo of the game and how we were moving with our formation so that's uh a really great thing to see Jacques shine in, in, in this way. Uh, up next, Eddie. I say, I, I mean, I like how Eddie was in the game. He played really, really well. He accelerated our counter for that first goal. Really nice play, heads up play and, you know, moving really well. He got into pockets at different times with his movement. You can always see Eddie is quick to react, to just move forward. And I like that. When he, he was on the ball, he was just ready to just turn and, and move up. And that's the precise thing that you expect Eddie to do. So it, it was encouraging. One, more so than anything, his decision making when it when it came to executing is exactly what i've been talking about for saka and martinelli they are not the same players i get it but one one two he's he's turning to, to shoot or strike or do something in terms of executing that's all we can ask for we don't expect or think these actions are to hoof the ball over 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 the net to just just to satisfy making those quick actions but he continues to do that and over time he'll get more res results so i'm hoping saka and nelly do something similar where their execution and the reactions are just so you know in a millisecond quick but uh that was a very great uh display for uh, from eddie um you could see in the game how he glides with the ball he does that often and that's his consistent style of playing and his play combination with uh, marquinhos was really good and i'm 
I'm pretty sure we'll see other Europa games having two of them, Eddie and Marquinhos, play together like this. So uh, more to see, more to come. And my third guy, obviously Marquinhos, his his debut and um, beautiful goal by him. I mean, it's not an easy finish. I, I like the motion that he was showing because it meant a lot to him. We were all happy to see him score and play really well. As much as I was excited to see Vieira, uh, Marquinhos was really the unknown. Yes, he's a winger, but we didn't really think he would. I didn't think that he would, you know, show up like this in the game. But boy, did he show up. Very physical, very quick, making good movements, good passes. He did plenty to impress me in the game, and uh, and I'm glad to have him play more, get more opportunities, deservingly so, to, to grow his experience in the team and really solidify why he is part of the plan going forward. So, yeah, the question becomes, is he really going to go out on loan? But that's a question for another another time. Uh, the way he really moved through ball, he is deceptively fat, and we, I know we're definitely going to you know need a lot of that when it comes to our, our attacking uh, Arsenal, <laughs> pun intended, rather. Now, the other guy today was to me Martinelli. He was just not sharp, as he usually was. I don't know if it's because of the change of the squad on the personnel on the field, but he just was not his usual self. He had at least two clear chances where he should he could have scored, and he missed that. He is my one other guy candidate in this game because Martinelli could have imposed himself the way Eddie did because he had those chances. Not sure why he just didn't really click or show the way that he would in all the game. You know, losing the ball in the middle of the field, uh, as I mentioned, could be change in personnel that affected his flow of the game. Those missed chances, I mean, it just makes you ask these questions like, you know, why why this drop off? Um, I know I won't fault him on his efforts though, not one bit. I mean, those chances, everyone, every player, you know, goes through that. But, you know, there was quite a drop off in this game for Martinelli and that's why he's the um, other guy in this game. Um, the away fans, you know, we did hear from you. <laughs> we hear, we heard your chants and your singing, you know, well done. I always like to see or, or get a sense of your presence when we are uh, watching this game, you know, and uh, hear all the chants for the players and Arsenal friends, and that's really good. So, uh, well done there. A uh, special mention to Gabriel Magliage. I know that I'm not pr pronouncing that name very well, but uh, uh, Gabby, he did do a lot in the back, you know, clean things up, making good passes out front. Um, yeah, he, he's one of the mainstays in the back, and I think it's worth mentioning that he did create that same solid structure in the back, playing uh, alongside uh, Rob Holden. So, you know, special mention for him in this game, but I'm sure we'll probably see a, a little bit more of his leadership on the defensive side. In, in a few more of these uh, uh, Europa games, I do wonder if he is off the field, who replaces him in that, in that spot? I can't think of it right now, but you know that's another question um so yeah that's it with this bite-sized episode i hope you enjoyed this uh very short podcast uh, please share with your friends uh thanks again for listening to colony talk podcast and um catch you on the next one take care bye tonight.